Hey everyone, I'm Sean. And I'm Tiff. And tonight on the Random Division, Tiff, what are we talking about? We're talking about Tasha and her crazy men <laughs> on The Bachelorette. Hey, Season we should... 16 and a half. Yeah, we should be... You can't just throw that word crazy out like that, Tiff. Oh, I meant it in a good way. Oh, you did? Yeah, you know, like the Britney Spears crazy song way. Okay. I want, can you keep going with that? Um, <laughs> what's Doesn't she have some crazy? Yep. Yeah. Is that yep. how it goes? Yeah, you drive me crazy. Yeah. It was a, uh, yeah, was a movie that went along a, with the song. She went it in a good way. Oh, there was a movie. Yeah. I think it was called. You drive me crazy. Yeah, I don't know if that's the name of the movie. Oh. I think the movie might have just been called Crazy. Okay. Well, regardless. We're not talking about Britney Spears, though, right? No. Not this episode. No, okay. no, no. We're talking about Tasha. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about Britney I was Spears trying to make a case to. for using the word crazy. Yep. In a positive way. Yep, I just think that word gets used in relation to women on this show, and it immediately brings about scorn and disgust. I think people called Claire a little bit crazy mm. and that was not looked fondly upon. I really wish Claire was not part of any of this right now because this whole season with Tasha has suddenly kicked into high gear and it's all going too fast. Yeah. It's all going so She's, fast. Cause she got such a reduced season. Yeah. yeah. Suddenly, and their their reservation hometowns. their reservation at the La Quinta is gonna be running out soon, so they gotta speed this along. No, right? You just you can't have an extended stay at the La Quinta, especially when Bennett buys the property and kicks everyone out. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we'll get to Bennett in a little bit, I think. Right? We'll probably talk about Bennett. Do you think we're we'll talking mm-hmm. about Bennett, Tiff? Yeah. Of course, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, this whole thing is just it feels really sped up. She's already talking about hometowns and picking out hometown potential people like that's what this this arose is so we should tell people we did watch this over two nights so we watched tuesday night for an hour and then we watched wednesday night for an hour so this feels like an extended episode to me we had a rose ceremony at the beginning of this episode can i just or say the i would prefer to have it this way every week just an hour a night yeah small doses because well, you know guess why? What, guess what? I don't sound I don't sound sleepy this time. Nope, it's earlier. It's it earlier. wears me out when they do two full hours. Yep. Yep. It we turned it on at eight o'clock on Wednesday and watched the last forty five minutes commercial free. It was glorious. Um Yeah, well, next week, Tiff, you're getting your wish because they're gonna do Monday and Tuesday night. However, it will be four hours of coverage. No. And I don't know. I, I anyways. Okay, so let's talk about this week. Mm-hmm. So last episode, we ran through every single guy who was left, and we kind of just decided, we talked about each one, decided if they're going to get a rose or not. Um, I think I just kind of want to talk a little bit about Tasha, because we saw so many different sides of Tasha this week. It was a very, very um, interesting episode for her, I think, as far as her decisions and her demeanor and ABC's influence. And you think maybe there was a little bit of influence from producers. Um, so I wrote just as a topic and something to talk about the many faces of Tasha, And I wrote down six words that I feel like we 
saw this week from her and six different sides of her, not even just words. There were moments where she was just stone-faced and we couldn't tell what was going on. There were moments when she was incredibly awkward and we just felt like, I'm thinking about walking Bennett out. Yeah. And like, I think Bennett even said, maybe, okay, so awkward, staged, whatever. She was also very supportive, put in a lot of positions this week where some of the men were telling her some uh, deep, really incredible stories. Where do they where do they find these guys? Um, we saw Mad Tasha, yeah, uh, and we also saw a little bit of an anxious Tasha. Okay, let's start with Stoneface. Yeah, explain when that happened. Um, maybe that- Stoneface and Awkward go together a little bit. The first 20 minutes... Of Noah and Bennett? With Noah and Bennett. She seemed like it wasn't a situation that she wanted to be in. Maybe Stoneface isn't the right phrase. No, I agree with that. It was very... uh, It felt formulated in some way. Like she... I don't know. I... Okay. These... These... These people, for the most part, that yes, they're real people and they have real stories and real lives, but they are, to a degree, playing a part. And that includes Tasha. And there's, it, the story has to sell. I mean, they're, they're trapped at the La Quinta. They can't make things exciting. They have to figure something else out. They have to write the script. They have to write the story. And... Create a narrative. And they have to create a narrative. And it's really hard to do a, a multi-dimensional narrative when you're stuck in the same place. Yep. So, especially because I think so much of the drama that happens, happens when they're traveling. It happens when maybe they're not on camera. Or there's always something. And when you're just stagnant and you're not really doing much, I'm sure it's really, really hard on the producers to create juicy content for us as viewers. So... This is my take. I feel as though she she might not have really been aware of like tension between Bennett and Noah. I at when she even when she announced it, she was like, "I know there's something going on between the two of you, and I'm going to get to the bottom of it." Yeah, you see. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> she was suddenly she's a Dick Tracy shoe. now." <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Because because if you really think about the uh tension between Bennett and Noah it hasn't even really affected Tasha this season so I think to a degree somebody probably tipped her on to the fact that there's tension in the house due to I know that the guys kind of alluded to it to her but I don't think it was necessarily something that was affecting her relationship with either one of them so anyway what I'm trying to say is I think it felt to me that she was strongly encouraged to sit the two of them down, they gave her a rose like it was a real two-on-one date. This was right before the rose ceremony was supposed to take place. And it wasn't a two-on-one date. It was just, I need to talk to the two of you to figure this out. And she brought a rose and they were trying to make it this dramatic thing like, you have to pick one or the other. That's how this works. And maybe she got caught up in it. I'm not putting blame on her or anything. Or maybe she was in on the ruse. But... It felt like a ruse to me. Yeah, well, ruse isn't the right word. Okay, well, a uh, charade? Yeah, it was a charade. What's a ru- I would say it's a charade. Isn't a ruse like when you're trying to do a charade? No, I don't think so. 
Ruse is more of like a trick, and if she's in on the trick, like she didn't seem like she was in on this trick. She seemed like she was being pushed into this. So if it was a ruse, you, I mean, you referred to her as being a hostage. Yeah, like you were like, she's look, she looks like she's being held hostage. Yeah, that would not. That would mean she's not in on the joke. That's she's true. not in on the ruse. That's she's, true. She is part of the joke. She is. I. She did look like. There, there were some in the moments where she just did not seem the same person, and almost. Her I, manner. She was pushed into this situation i don't think she wanted to be she in. she accused bennett right off the bat of questioning her integrity it was like she was sent in fired up like somebody had said and planted these things in her mind yep and bennett i mean i know bennett's a little bit weird and maybe a little bit intense but he did say he was like i i don't agree i don't see that how, how i'm in, i'm questioning your integrity by simply saying that, telling another contestant who I've spent more time with than you, that I don't think he has a chance in hell with you. Yep. And so, and then I I agree, but on the same note, I do agree with Tasha's response to him saying that, which is, I you you don't have the right to tell anybody that they have a zero percent chance if they are still here because it means that I have chosen them to be here and that is my choice that is not your choice. Right. Okay. So you're exactly you're I agree with you wholeheartedly. However, we've we lost the plot with this because the fact that Tasha assumes or thinks that these guys aren't looking around and comparing themselves with the other ones and thinking like. Pretty much Bennett was just saying, I don't have to worry about Noah. Noah's not a person who I need to concern myself with. Yeah. As far as He's 11 years trying younger. to win Tasha over. I'm not worried about Noah. But Bennett just, as he tends to do, verbalized that feeling because that's how he processes everything mm-hmm. is he likes to talk. Yeah. So at some point he just says like, you have a 0% chance of, of, of marrying Tasha." I think there are probably a lot of guys in the house who think that about other people. And the fact that Tasha didn't really just step back and think like, that's a dumb thing to verbalize, but it's not questioning Tasha's judgment. It's just the fact that Bennett and all these guys and her are ultimately in the middle of a goddamn competition. Right. And that's how people think when they're in the middle of a competition, no matter what it is. If you show up to a place and you know like I'm competing, whether it's an interview or you're an actor and you're in a room with people and you're looking around, you're like, you're judging yourself against everybody else. And Bennett just said, this guy can't win. And instead of just saying you're not going to win or whatever, he gave a percentage to it. You're right. And I think it's nonsense that Tasha took that the way she took it. I think that's, that's just how this whole thing works. That's how everyone thinks in this. Yeah. Because if Bennett had said, well, I think Noah's a front runner, does that have the same impact on Tasha, or does Tasha have the same? Well, you're judging. You're 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 right. Judging if you flip my, it the other way, if you flip the other way, she does not have that same reaction. Yeah, at all. No, I get it. I heard I heard what she was saying when she said like you don't have you don't have any say in this, and anybody that is still remaining means that they have some chance because I have selected them to have a chance. I get what she was saying. But I also completely agree with you about Bennett. Like from where he was coming from, he was like, that was a thing I said because he is a le- like uh, there he he exhibits characteristics that I don't think 
will work with you. Yeah. And I, and we've spent, we men have spent a lot of time together. Yep. So yeah, I actually can have that opinion about somebody that I've been spending time with and who is so less much, I guess so much less mature than, than I am. Oh, I mean, or so he says, right. but the, I mean, the other thing that I wonder, and this is going to, this is a knock against my gender is stereotypically anyway, is, was it a way, was it the typical girl thing, which is when you like a guy and you want to test a guy, you ditch him to see if he comes back. Oh, if you love something, set it free. No, like more, more like, <laughs> hey, I want you to work a little harder. Yeah. Well, okay. I well, I guess we can talk about the end of the episode. Yeah. Because so she sends Bennett, she sends Bennett home, whatever that means at the La Quinta. And what what did I say when they when that whole thing happened? Oh, I mean they they and they teased it a couple times. You you nailed it right away, but then. You said it after Tasha had said, like, I don't know if I made the right decision. Um, and then there was the truth detector test, which we will talk about later. Pure gold. And she was asked, Are, do you regret sending any of the men home? Or is there a man you regret sending home? Or whatever the question was. Um, it was probably worded very, very specific to whatever legalese they had to deal with, with this high, high caliber truth detector. <laughs> and she said, no. And the thing showed that she was lying and I th that happened when we were watching tonight and we both looked at each other like oh well <laughs> okay so we're gonna see Bennett we at some point. We know we're gonna see him. Um, and then he shows up at the end and she has a completely different reaction to Bennett in this moment than she did with Bennett and Noah. It was really like she just so slept here's on how, it and thought can about I explain, it and missed him. Can I explain why I predicted that they would just have Bennett come back? Yeah. I just want to explain. Tiff Stradamus yes. coming at you. Please let me explain my psychic ways. <laughs> it was when she was walking him out, she didn't say anything. She kept repeating over and over with the stone face, like you said, I'm really sorry. Almost like, sorry, this just has to happen. This is part of the process. Kind of stern, stern face. And he, and he was like, also, which made me think that maybe he was in on it, was his sort of, he's somebody who loves to talk. And he, he was yes. saying, when she was saying, I'm sorry, he was like, are you serious right now? And she's like, yes, I'm sorry. You have to go. Yeah. And, and he was like, okay, well, I mean, this is really, like, he just kind of was just like pr pretending to be shocked. And then I... It was like, and then when they did the thing where he tell he's supposed to explain his emotions in the car, he didn't really get that worked up about it. And I was like, he's coming back, and he knows he's coming back. Well, right. So it, I think that's also the the La Quinta energy as well, where if you're in Portugal, and she, because that's this this type of date is happening on a, in a far off land in a normal year, and the likelihood of you sending a guy home and him not getting on a plane within what six to 12 hours is really low maybe even 24 hours but bennett could they could have just driven him i mean he got in that car they probably just drove him across the property and put him in another room and they're like well you can just why don't you stay here for you wait night? here until she 
picks out the other ones and then we'll figure yeah. out what to do with you. Yeah. Right. So that was weird. It seems like he gets to to come back. So he tells her maybe this is like overwhelmed Tasha that we see. He tells her I love you in this after yes. after sorry, after referring they walk into her room when he shows up and his first thing he says is it smells fresh in here. <laughs> like, Bennett is always on brand. And she's like, I, ha- I haven't just, cleaned or anything. I'm like, of course, she has staff that does all of that. He is always on brand. Um, he says, I love you. And Tasha is, is floored, has no idea how to process it, tries to. Um, See, it looked like in her face, like she was trying to hold back a smile. Like she was doing this thing where she was like she was covering her face a little bit, almost. You're right. Like she was in the back of the classroom and she had the giggles. Yeah. Yeah. Like she, like it did seem as though she was thinking, oh, this is exactly, either this is exactly what I wanted and my trick worked, or, um, this is exactly how we pl- we all planned it. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure which. Yeah. Do you think? That there are other guys still on the La Quinta property and they really end up sending everyone home around the same time or they go home in waves because of COVID and the well, or like I trips actually, are harder to plan. I, I actually was wondering this because of the fact that they do the men tell all. So. Oh, good point. Yeah. So I was, yes. I was thinking about that because I was like, well, the men tell all, I guess it would just depend on when you got eliminated, I would imagine. And the closer you get eliminated to the, the men tell all, I would imagine you have to stay on the property. Like yeah. Bennett would have been one of those people. Yeah. That, okay. That's a phenomenal point. I'm, I'm glad you caught that. Yeah. Like the men tell all is going to be in probably three weeks. So. The men tell all is next week. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So there you have it. So I would. I think that's what it said. And you know, like typically we get the women tell all live. Well, we're not going to. There's no way we're probably going to get that. No, they haven't been they haven't been at the La Quinta for the last three months, right? Four months, but they definitely recorded it at the La Quinta. Yeah. Oh, okay. What a okay. That's phenomenal. Good job. I like that point. Thank you. Yeah, that's a very good catch. So there are other guys on the pro- uh, uh, there too. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if all of them are there, but I would bet that the ones that got eliminated in the later half probably are still there. Yep. Because the ones that got eliminated early, technically, I would imagine they could they could theoretically come back and quarantine in time. But I, I mean yeah, I have I silly. honest I they might just all be there. Who that's who silly. knows? Yep. Also, do you think the men tell all will be both Claire and Tasha? Oh man. No, because she's go- I think she's gone. She's like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm in love. Yeah, yeah. Her and Dale just are off. Um Okay, so that's a little bit of the Tasha stone-faced awkward phase. The last little piece, we did see mad Tasha in this. We saw a lot of Tasha's in this Bennett Noah situation. So, she sends Bennett home and Bennett gets in the car, door closes, and then we cut to Noah sitting on the couch by himself pounding Tic Tacs. Was that what he was eating? He was pounding Tic Tacs. <laughs> Doing what a exactly, snack. exactly what Bennett was like, you know, he just expected Tasha's going to come back and we we're going to make out. 
and I'm going to have some goddamn Tic Tac breath for this kiss. This is going to be the thing. And then she walks in and she, and Noah's smiling and she says, I wrote it down. Give me a sec because my notes are Like you shouldn't be, no, you have Uh, nothing. Now don't be smiling is what she said. That's what she said to Noah and he did not get a rose, but man, just he head back all of the Tic Tacs, just every single one of them in his mouth. Which is just like (laughs) such a, um, it's such a Kevin McAllister thing to do. It's like, he looked like such a child in that moment. Yep. It's such a little kid thing. Yeah. Better make it two. I'm not driving. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Happy holidays, everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Right. A whole cheese pizza just for me. (laughs) Yep. That's Noah. So he, Noah gets to stay, but he does not get a rose. He's got to survive the rose ceremony. And I actually thought that's what Tasha was going to do for both of them, but she did not. Okay. That's enough of, of those two guys. Um, the other face. Well, and this is really frustrating with my notes here. Sorry. What are you going to say? Go ahead. I was going to say, do some, did you want to go ahead and like, we could just go into the fact that some of the people you thought were going to get a rose didn't. So for example, uh, mm. Bennett was sent home. The rose ceremony happened. Noah did end up getting the last rose. That's the rose that I refer to as the ABC rose. The one that ABC chooses for the, for the contestant. Um, I was not surprised at all when Spencer did not get a rose because I couldn't remember who Spencer was and Sean gave me such a hard time for it. And apparently Tasha didn't know who he was either because she didn't give him a rose. Well, I, I don't know if that's... I, I mean I that he was case. insignificant. Yeah. And it's funny. He came in like a bat out of hell. He seemed like the new guy who was going to cause trouble and then it ended up, ended up being Noah. So Spencer doesn't get a rose. Um, who we thought would get a... We thought Blake was going to go home. Blake got a rose. We thought Ed was going to go home. I don't know Ed why Ed is still here. Ed went home. Ed's still here. No, he didn't get a rose. Doesn't he have a square head? Ed has a square head. With the high hair. Yes. He's still here. No, he did not get a rose. He was here for the first half of the episode. Oh. But there was a rose ceremony in the middle of this episode. Gotcha. Where Blake, would you be without me, too? I know. I. Yes, okay. Yeah, he Damar, Ed, and Spencer did not get roses. Bennett, Bennett went home, quote unquote. Uh, he went across the La Quinta. Also, your point now makes sense. Ed shows up in the um, after the rose ceremony, after the final rose. Mentel all, whatever the Christ is called, the Mentel all. Ed's in that too. Ed just got sent home or didn't get a rose. Yeah, so he's got to stick around. I think Demar did too. So Demar, Ed, and Spencer go home. Okay, so let's talk about another face of Tasha, the supportive face, which we saw a few times this episode. Yes, we saw that uh, first when she was on a one-on-one date with Ben. Yep. Uh, it was the scavenger hunt date. Very romantic. And then at the end of that date, she really presses him yep. to come it felt like she was saying, come clean. I know you have some dirt. Yep. Yep. But he took a, a while to unravel his thoughts and feelings about opening up to Tasha, And 
ultimately we got uh, the story of how just a couple years ago, I mean, really 2018 and 2019, not that long ago. Not be right. He was suicidal and he made a couple suicide attempts. Yep. And that nobody, nobody knows, not even his sister who was his confidant through a lot of his, uh, I guess, turmoil, like the, the troubling times that he was referring to. He said that his sister was the person who got him through it and he was really able to confide in her. And, and apparently not even she knows about so basically, he can he confessed about I don't confessed is probably not the right word. Confided he in her. Confided in Tasha that he had committed tried to commit suicide twice, and that not even his sister, who's the person he's closest to, knew about it. So he was sharing a secret on national television that he had not shared with anybody. Right, and he, I mean, it took the prodding that it took from Tasha was her having this feeling like. This guy's got some walls up. Last week, we learned that he um, battled bulimia. bulimia from like 15, basically. Until. He said he said until he was, he said for 15 years. Yeah, so. That would make him 30. I don't even know if he's 30 years old yet. He's 27. <laughs> so is he. Okay, so that's, oh, let's, I'm not going to worry about the timeline. So he said that last week. Tasha just felt like there was still some stuff going on with him. He's very, everything's very close to the vest or the chest. Their vest and chest are in the uh, same area. Cookie, everyone, everyone gets hard it. cookie to crack. Hard cookie to crack, which is a Tasha-ism this week. Another good catch on your part. So she she's like trying to get stuff out of him and he doesn't really, she's, you know, like I, I feel like he talks about not being open and not sharing stuff. And then he sits back and he's like, so just ask me some questions. Well, he says like, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? Just ask me some questions. And so she asks about his family and he starts talking about his sister. Um, I, I don't know if he said nobody knows that he had his sister two does suicide attempts. Yeah, I know that, but he didn't say nobody knew. Oh, he just okay. said, my sister doesn't know I, who knows who knows. Cause for a failed suicide attempt, you would think somebody would have had to, to know. Maybe. I, who, who knows? He's, he talked about leaving the army or the military. Um, so it could have been something that happened while he was in the military. Who knows? Um, so that was, I, I didn't even write any notes. I was just kind of taken aback and watching um, because I cannot remember another person on this show sharing something, uh, sharing a similar story. I don't know if there's ever been someone who's op- openly said, I've I had two attempted suicides. Yeah. Um, I mean, people, really have, people have admitted to clinical depression. Yeah, and, and we've seen addiction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. I don't know. I mean... I mean, I have no idea. I have, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't watch the show as much as me. You do, and I immediately forget all of the details as soon as the season is over. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I usually do too. Um, so, so that was a definitely. Tasha was very, again, very impressive and kind of that was more the Tasha that we've seen throughout the whole thing. Yeah, she said all of the right things. She was very supportive. She 
explained that she was incredibly proud of him for sharing and and grateful that he felt okay enough explaining that part of himself to her. So, yeah, of course, we 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 see Tasha in a role or a position that is not new for her on screen, and she's equally impressive as she has been before. Yep. I so yeah, there's a lot to be determined with Ben. Because I also, I mean, she does give Ben the rose. She does. So there's no question about her feelings toward Ben, but there's still a lot missing from the equation when it comes to their relationship and what is, like, how how is it going to work? How are hometowns going to work? It's just going to be really interesting. I think she's also very curious about his family, and I think that's a big motivator for, she likes him, obviously, but she's like, I kind of want to see what, where do you come from? I think she even said what makes him tick. Yeah. And when she asked about family, he did not say anything about parents. The only, at least from what we saw, the only person that was mentioned was his sister. I got the sense that there's a, there's some tension there. I mean, not only did he not mention his parents or if he did, that it got cut out. Right. Um, he mentioned the fact that he grew up in a household where he was expected to be perfect all of the time. Right. And that... If I were a mother hearing my son say that, I think I would be really hurt. Like that would that would sting a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if you were a parent and you heard and you saw your son on TV talking about battling bulimia and also attempting suicide twice, like I that would be incredibly difficult to watch your kid talk about on TV, let alone I think that being perfect is is the least of their of their well, kind of parental. No, but I'm saying right. What but what I'm saying is he's saying that he grew up in an environment where there was immense pressure. Yeah. To be perfect, and if and that's it's, it's coming home to roost with him. Yes, clearly. Yes. So that would be hard to hear. Like that. That would be something that if I if I myself said that on national television, I was watching it back, I would be like, ooh, I regret saying that. Yep. Um. But I mean, I'm nothing, no knocks against him for coming out with his feelings. I think that's great. It's just like, that's, that was, that was something that made me think, oh, there is some deep underlying tension with his family. His family is a painful subject for him, which is why Tasha hasn't heard him talk about his family. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we um, haven't heard him talk so, so yeah. So the second time that Tasha was supportive was during the discussion with Riley, or shall we say, Dwayne. Dwayne. Junior. You know who else is a Dwayne Junior? The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson Junior. Yeah. Dwayne the, yeah, he's a junior. Uh, I might need a fact check on that. I think you're just thinking of Dwayne the Rock Johnson as being like the <laughs> flow of his name. I don't know if he's a junior. Have been so perfect yeah. if he was. Can I just check? Yeah, quick? yeah, you can check. I think I think that's what you're thinking. So he tells this story, which started with the truth detector. Um, you know, ah, oh, he's just Dwayne Douglas Johnson, yeah, Sean. Yeah. Um. Well, he's there's another Dwayne, and it's The Rock. Yeah. All right, cut, Dwayne cut that part out that I said there's earlier. A lot of a lot of Dwaynes out there. So he 
this whole thing with his name starts, you know, with the with the throwaway question during the truth detector tiff. Hey, we're we're gonna start real easy. Is what your, is your full? We're gonna name? start with the two hundred point answer on the SATs where you just got to get your name right and you get 200 points. That was always, remember that line in high school? Did yes. you, ever, you just got to well, show up for two, you just got to show up bachelorette line. You got to show up and you get 200 points. Just give us your name. So his name is not his name, or at least he changed his name. And so he says, yes, this is my name. And the, the little stupid okay, bulb goes let's red. Let's back up the trolley. Let's back up the let's truth. Let's back up the trolley. trolley. The truth trolley. <laughs> back it on up okay <laughs> because i first wanted to say the reason that we're talking about Dwayne, aka riley on the show and we're getting into the support of Tasha second face is because of this whole traditional bachelor date where you have some cheesy device hooked up to the participants in some way and in this case, they chose a truth detector test, mm. otherwise known as a lie detector test. And it was it was not. I watch a lot of true crime. That was not a lie detector test. That was some kind of iPad. It was a it was a MacBook. It was a MacBook with like a screensaver of wiggly lines. Yeah. The the only thing and right some now light we're, bulbs. Right now we're recording the podcast using a MacBook. The only thing we're missing to make this entire thing a truth detector is a is, blood pressure thing is three light bulbs two red and one green and we could just turn well, this one's into, orange that means inconclusive oh one was orange sorry anybody who actually has watched any kind of like dateline episode or any true crime anything where a lie detector test is involved it takes a trained person to read the squiggly lines or they I know that they're digital now so that it but it takes a trained person. Jojo is not the person that knows how to really conclusively detect whether someone is lying. Yeah, that's if that Chris was Harrison's a, job. That absolutely that's Chris Harrison's job and he's away. He's gone. So I I was like okay, so what are they going to do? They're probably going to dig up details on the guys. And ask questions. And some are going to be made to be funny. Like in Noah's case, he was asked, has a woman ever faked an orgasm with you? That was, there's no way of detecting the truth with that because there's no way, I'm sorry, there's no way that Noah would know that. Right. And it's also not the type of question that was asked during a lie detector test because you're supposed to ask like concrete yes or no things anyway sorry i'm just going on a rant about this whole this uh, this was if anyone wants to know what else what podcast tiff listens to <laughs> they're all true crime and so she was um, she was hot so and bothered about this whole thing i was really i was like this is such a fraud this is such a lie this lie detector test is a, a lie. lie yeah um as brandon put it brendan put it i'm sorry he said, this lie detector test is no joke. And I was like, actually, that's exactly what this is. It's, this is a huge, a huge joke. joke. It also accepted, they also accepted uh, questions that were, or answers that were not yes or no. I think Brennan was asked about um, Tasha meeting his family and he was, he, he gave like a sentence explanation and the thing came up red. Yeah, right. It's, you know, it's ridiculous. It, yeah, it so, was, it was, it was, it was, it was it was kind of silly. It, it was, was dumb, especially was considering the stuff that it pulled out. Yes. 
And I think the point was, okay, clearly they did some kind of background check on Riley to get back to Riley. So one of the first questions they asked was, what is your full name? Yeah. Well, before they asked that, though, Riley sat down, who's a lawyer, and JoJo, I think, said, have your clients ever taken a lot of You should be used to these with your clients. But she said, you, is, you've probably seen how these are done. You've and he probably- said, nope, I tell them never to take them, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which was hilarious. <laughs> that was funny. And that's, by the way, that is excellent legal advice. They are not submissible in court. You should not take a lie detector test. Um, so, which is like funny if you do listen to true crime podcasts, that's something that always comes up is like, and then he took a lie detector test. Oh, why did he do it? That's, that's something you never do. Um, so, okay. So Riley takes the lie detector test. His first question is, what is your legal name or what is your... Actually, no, they didn't even ask him what his legal name was because if they did ask him No, they said your legal name is Devin Riley, whatever his last name is. And he said, yes. No, he didn't. They said, what is your name? And he said, Devin Riley Christian. He said his own name. He did? Yes, he did. That's why this also doesn't make sense because technically you're supposed to be given... Yes or no. Yes or no questions. And they did not do that. Yeah. Well, this was a truth detector test. It was not a lie detector. Not a lie. All lie bets detector. are off. It's a MacBook and they some light bulbs. Dete- they did not detect the truth in his answer yeah. of his name. Yeah. If you're looking for this, uh, you can find it at brookstone.com and get it for your oh, your. I'm giving you your, a truth your niece, test. Your niece or nephew for Christmas. I'm gonna I'm gonna get one from Brookstone. I'm gonna bring it home. Great. And we'll we're do, gonna do it. Yeah. We'll do a live. We'll do a live Instagram. Great. At the random division. Just don't pod. ask me what my name is. <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> he fast forward to the evening portion of the date. They're all kind of looking for alone time with Tasha, And really, they have to explain themselves because some of them did get negative responses on questions that she was not thrilled about. Uh, Zach answered yes, that he had cheated on somebody. And that showed up as green. So she had some follow-up questions, and it was really important that she get some alone time or one-on-one time with those guys. So Riley is really worked up about having to have this chat with her because he knows he's going to have to explain more about why the truth detector did not, you know, answer positively to his response of his name. And when that time comes, how does he explain it? He it, it was it wasn't entirely clear to me. He was named after his father. He's a junior. Because he's a G- Dwayne Junior, mm-hmm. as you just like the Rock, just like the Rock, just like the Rock, Dwayne and Dwayne rock. Wade too. Dwayne Wade is Dwayne Wade Junior. That's who I was thinking it's not, of. I'm lying to you. That's not true, Tiff. Oh That's a joke. no, you got me. <laughs> I got you real good. Is there no, are there no famous Dwayne Juniors? I don't. Uh, there's a John Junior. Stop it. Just keep going. Um. So. I know we really spent a lot of time on this Riley stuff. So the only thing I could kind of glean from it was he wanted to change his name to separate himself from his father, who when he got older, when Riley got older, realized it was not a name that he wanted to be as associated with as it is. He did not say anything really bad about his childhood, but he felt like his mother should not have to, like, did his mom... He didn't want his mom to have a son who had the name of the father who took so, so much from her. Yeah. Is kind of the the 
I don't know. And I didn't get the sense, like, I don't know if, if Riley, AKA Dwayne's dad is still alive. I couldn't even, is he passed away? Um, it was a, I'm sure that took a long time to get out of Riley and they did not do a great job of, of actually getting and distilling what he... Well, okay. First of all, maybe I wasn't. there's sometimes this show gives us information that I'm like, that's none of my business. Like, there's there are times when this show will air somebody's pouring out of information, and I'm like, that is none of our business. Yeah. That's I mean, something... We... I don't... So this is a perfect example of that. I don't feel like whatever happened between Riley and his father and his mother and the strained relationships that happened over the course of his upbringing and then subsequent adulthood that is probably none of our business i mean that's that tatia needs to know that stuff ultimately if she's going to marry him but it's really none of our business now i know he's coming on national television he's agreeing to be a part of a show to some degree he does have to air a public figure right suddenly but there are just certain things that i'm like "Mm, that's just none of my business i don't i want to know because i'm kind of curious but also I understand how painful this is, and I wouldn't want the world hearing all of this. So I, I wonder if ABC cut him a break and edited some of it out. Yeah, that's fair. I was just explaining Other how I heard it. Other people are involved, and it sounds like there's tension between both sides. You know what I mean? Like It's like his... When there's other... Oh, sorry about that. It's I belched. Big burp. Um, I'm talking a lot, and I've had a beer. So... I would say the gist of it seemed as though he changed his name legally because of some a falling out with his father that he's named after. It sounded like he did it in his early to mid 20s. After he after he connected with his mom again. After he connected with his mom again yeah. and it's and it seems like he and he said I did it legally. People do it all the time. My mom was at the court with me when I did it. And that's that. Like, that's why I have a different name. Yep. I think it's almost like he did it for his mom so that she didn't have yeah. a reminder of of his father um, and having to call him the same name as his father. Yeah. Because and maybe, she might not have had any say in what he was. I don't know. What the heck? I know. Who knows? There was, I, so I know this is probably not what happened, but of course, because I listened to so much true crime, there was a part of me that Golly, was Golly, like, more true crime? There, well, because of how he was... It was so vague, or at least the way that it was portrayed to the viewer, it was it was vague. I was like, did his dad like kidnap him at a at a young age and run off with him, and then he didn't get to hear from his mom? I was just like, there were all these movie like scripts running through my mind, or like serial type podcast scripts. I was like, oh. yeah, I don't think that's what happened. No, of course not. I th- I'm sure it was way more com- complex, and it was probably, um, I mean, who knows? Yeah, it's last thing on Riley. Yeah. We have this obviously big discovery that ABC manages to dig up on Riley. And then they bake it into a truth detector test to get the reveal. I just wrote down and you I you were like you're scribbling a whole lot. I wrote this down and I put a big old box around it. You can see, did my 3D box mm-hmm. to make sure I didn't forget to go back to it. There have been so many instances where guys have showed up and girls, I guess, have showed up on this show and clearly 
have some amoral char- character traits. Mm-hmm. And we don't, and ABC plays dumb, like we didn't know this person was was uh, aligning themselves. Like there's been people who have clearly tweeted and had social media posts that are racist, mm-hmm. misogynist, hateful, and they end up on the show, but they figured out that Riley changed his name. Like, so they did some digging on him. Yes. Yeah. How do you, well, and then, and of- then, and then they have, then they create a date to expose that. That is crazy to me. Like that seems, that is completely out of character. They let a lot of these other people expose themselves. And Chris Harrison said at the beginning of the season, like everyone here gets exposed at some point. For good or worse, for better or worse, you get exposed. If you're a jerk, you're going to be exposed as a jerk. If you're a great guy, you're going to be exposed as a great guy. But I just, th- I found that very interesting that this date was really created for that moment to come out. Mm, I think or it was. Or as a gotcha. I mean, it was a gotcha moment for Riley. Yes. But right? I agree. But I also think this date was a way for them to get to them to finish off their narrative, which is. How do we reintroduce Bennett back into play? Well, we have Tasha take the lie detector test yep. and ask her if she regrets sending anybody home. When she says no, it buzzes red. But they don't have to ask Riley that question then. Right. I mean, they, they use that date to create that moment where Riley has to tell Tasha. Yes. I mean, imagine if Ben got up there and they were like, have you ever had suicidal thoughts? I know. And Ben's that... like, no. And then the thing goes, I mean, they would never do that to Ben. Yeah. But they That's... did it to Riley and and to be kind of to go a step further and maybe it's a step too far. Riley's a black guy. Yeah. And the show has already had enough negative attention around its treatment or I mean, I'm watching I watched Ali. I'm watching Ali Fedotowski's season. There is not a single black person on that show. It's all white guys and Roberto who wins. <laughs> Spoiler alert for everybody out there. Um, So like that's another piece for me that that felt a little bit weird. Like they were trying to push along his storyline without his permission. Possibly. It seemed like it wasn't with his permission. He seemed he seemed a little bit shocked. There is a part of me, though, that wonders. I've never applied to be on this show. Thank God. But I imagine that the application process you as with other application processes, I've, I, I will say I've noticed this more as being, being a female, maybe this is just like a female thing, but a lot of times when you're filling out applications, they will have a line that says like, if you were previously, if you had any previous names and typically yeah. that's for, if you were, you know, what was your maiden name before you were married? Usually. Yeah. Or if you just changed your name at or some if you point. Changed yeah. Your name legally. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if that was part of his application to be on the show. If he also had to just like, say oh i was also previously this was my legal name and now my legal name is this okay and that's fine too like maybe that, they didn't have to do much digging maybe not i'm trying to right say. there's no box in the thing like what's the worst thing you've ever tweeted <laughs> right but they still the fact that they use that date as a vehicle to push that forward and put riley in a position where he had to talk about it maybe when he wasn't quite ready to talk about it um and it felt, that's why when we started this uh, podcast, I said everything felt like it was sped up because the next Rose's hometowns, 
and everything has been squeezed into a little bit of shorter time because Claire's the worst person in the world. Mm. And <laughs> she just fell in love. I know, really I'm, just, fast. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm kidding, but I would have really liked to see Tasha have those four extra episodes to figure out these guys. And because we didn't, we have a truth detector test where like we have a fake dramatic moment where Zach says he cheated and it's a, it's a story about his sixth grade. At the bowl of Rama. And who knows if that's the whole story, but that's the story he gets to tell. Riley has his whole thing. It also pulls out some of the insecurities and this is the anxious part of Tasha about like Brendan not answering really completely, um, ex- really being excited about the family and Riley was the same way. Riley was like, I don't like, I'm excited for you to meet my family, but I'm, I can be nervous about that. Like, why wouldn't I be nervous about it? We've, I've been in La Quinta for three days and I've already been here for two different women. Like the woman I came to this show for is no longer the woman who's on the show. Yeah. And And I don't know. And Brendan, Brendan's relates to her in a bit, a bit when he says, you know, listen, like I've already done the whole proposal mm, thing with right. my family. I've done the wedding thing with my family and then I had to do the divorce thing. So it does make me nervous. I can be excited and nervous about us meeting each other's families. Right. And she says, I can completely yeah. relate to that. Complete gets to explain himself and they all get the moment to explain themselves and they get those chances. Um, but that was kind of the other, the other side of Tasha was, the the date did create a little bit of anxiety for her and th- i think they were poking at the we've got to get back to her feeling maybe the guys aren't here for her or maybe mm. there's some guys some of these guys i mean man the guy she has left a lot they just all have a lot more depth isn't the right word and baggage isn't a fair word they all have like a, a they're they're well, we're seeing them much like we're seeing ourselves during this pandemic, which is stripped down. Yep. And uh, there's nothing to distract us from who they are. Yep. We I don't would... have, you know, bungee jumping in Thailand to right. distract us. Yep. They're just sitting in there. They're there. They're stuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really have much else to say about this episode outside of I would I'd be interested at some point we don't have to do it right now to talk about if you took this entire experience and you flipped it and made it a bachelor season and you had a woman who was bulimic and suicidal and had two failed suicides um I think they already made that it's called unreal I well that's what I mean I like these guys the stories that they have are on they almost they are unreal in some ways like it, it i and i'm not saying they're lying but what a co- what a collection of stories that these guys have are we you have more an- surprised because it's a male that's bulimic and suicidal no i'm more talking about the whole collection of guys so we have we have zach who's an addict who's a who's a former addict or a recovering addict we have ben who we've talked about we have a guy who changed his name um, we have a couple, I mean, Zach's one of them, um, divorcees. Mm-hmm. It just feels like the guys who are in the running, like the guys who are in the thick of it are all way more flawed in a personal way. Like Peter's women were a mess. They, they were, were all, all loathsome. 
Yeah. They were all in their own way. They were like, shallow humans. Yes. And they were all too young and whatever. But this group of men is not, they're not shallow, but they are incredibly flawed. And I think I haven't listened to a single podcast about this this week because I try not to before we talk. But I wonder what the reception of these guys will be versus if it was women in this position. Because these guys are all like bearing their soul. They put put in positions where they're really vulnerable. And I we don't really like Pete the pilot season, they were, you know, they're all wannabe Instagram mm-hmm. influencers. There doesn't seem to be any of that with these guys. It's just a Other very than, I would say like Noah has a little bit of that. So it's Blake a little bit of that. Yeah, but they're not in the they're not Right, right. Right. They're not Victoria F who got a hometown. Right. I agree. Um and is now we you know, so I don't know. I just I would be I would be interesting if everything was completely flipped. And maybe it will be with Matt. Who well, knows what those women will be like. Do you think they'll have to pick a different resort for Matt? Yeah, they're already they're filming in Pennsylvania. Right now? Oh, it's that's right. They're, I think in the they're in the Poconos. I, I think. I don't. I think that's people no. are saying Pennsylvania and like resort areas of Pennsylvania. That's basically the Poconos. I always used Which, to think the Poconos were in like Aruba or something. Yeah, because it sounds like it belongs in the Beach, Beach Boys, Boys song because of Kokomo. Yeah, but it's Pocono. <laughs> yeah, I've always thought the same thing, and I don't know. I so that's. That's just a, a thing I've been thinking about this season, especially these last two episodes is imagine if I just, I'm I'm just trying to picture and it, it's, I, I'm not, I'm not saying this right. I'm not saying that women don't have these things. I just think the women are portrayed so differently when they are the group mm-hmm. than the men are. I and agree. the men are, are in a position where they are allowed to, talk about these things in a way when like every character gets the opportunity to talk about these things but when the but when the men do it's this like amazing thing i think when the women do they're seen as flawed in a in a way that's not good it depends i think on who's receiving that information you would have like there are men i don't know the show as well as you do I don't know the show as well as you do, but I would guess that there are some men who would hear a woman pouring out her soul in that tragic way and would see it as, let me fix you and help you. Mm. And then I don't know if that, I guess I just don't know if it's gender specific, like what you're saying. Maybe it's not. I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to wrap my head around if this, if this group of men were women and Tasha was Mm -hmm. a man and we have two episodes back to back where a woman admits to um, or admits, talks about being an addict who was saved by a bank teller who then got divorced, who is now working at a, at the um, treatment, at the treatment center that, that helped that person turn it around and get help. And he's a board member. And is a board member, right? Like, and then the next date, the guy is listening to and hearing a story about um, a woman who has been bulimic for half of her life. And then the next week, that same person who talked about being bulimic also then talks about the fact that she had tried to commit suicide twice. 
I don't even, I think the bachelor's head would explode. I think his head would explode too. Yeah. I think you're right. Like, I think that's the other piece of it. Um, I don't know. I just think, I just, it has nothing to do with anything and it's not, I just always, that's how my brain works. I think about like, what would the other, what would it look like the other way around? Yeah. Because some people, we have, we have friends who only watch the batch, who only watch the bachelor. Yeah, that's true. They only want to watch the group of women. Because. And the, the guy deal with them. Yeah. And the group of women are typically cast in a way that you always have a healthy mix of crazy. I don't know that they did that here. I mean, they had they had a couple guys that were duds and they got eliminated pretty quickly. We didn't have like a Luke P situation here. True. Where where the the horrible person got to hang out until almost the end. True. Which is great. It makes it so much more. Or Jed. I mean, I mean, Hannah B was maybe the worst judgment of character in the entire. She, she was just easy planet. to dupe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was She's... a twenty-three-year-old bachelorette. Come on. Yep. But also, none of these guys were necessarily picked for Claire, which is another interesting thing. Yeah. They were picked for an older woman. Yeah. Um, and maybe, maybe that is part of the casting that we're seeing is. You have a 39-year-old. She was 39, right? Mm-hmm. Are we sure? Yes. Did she, she turns, say that? She Did turns, she tell us that? Oh, this is a joke. I get it. You get it. <laughs> um, so maybe with the older bachelorette, they were more willing or more able or more comfortable casting men who had a little bit more, I don't know, like life experience and a little bit more depth yeah, I actually I appreciate it. I would say... Oh, there's. I'm not complaining about yeah, it. Yeah, because here's the thing. You have every person that you've met, the older that you get, the more people that you meet, they have gone through some things. And some of it is that they've only gone through maybe the loss of a parent or maybe they've gone through the loss of a, of, of a sibling or some kind of family, some family member. Or maybe they've gone through a suicide attempt and you just don't know. Like there are... These are real human beings. Yep. I mean, right. these are not Instagram fodder people. These are these are real people who have actual life experiences that led them to make certain choices that they now either regret or don't regret or have moved on from or changed them fundamentally. And they're able to come on the show and put themselves out there. It makes for a multidimensional character that isn't just somebody that you're like, oh, that person's going to be selling me HelloFresh in a couple months. Right. I mean, I mean, that still could all be true for them. They probably still will be giving us promo codes for HelloFresh. <laughs> and that's okay. But, right. yep. but like, it's nice to know that there's more to them than that. Yep. Yep. Um, some of them will probably have podcasts too. Okay, so we've got, I think we only have left Zach, Brendan, Riley, Blake, Ivan, Noah. Yeah. That's six guys. Ben Ooh. and Ben. Bennett's back. And Ben, right, and Bennett's back. One, two, three, four, five, six. Ben is seven. And Bennett is eight. So there's eight guys left. Is that right? That is. And she can only give out three roses because there's only four hometowns. Right. Ben are Ben has a hometown locked up. Yep. Which is bananas to me. Um well, he's so, in California too, so it might be a little easier for them. Right. Well, I don't know if I, I, we don't know how they're doing hometowns. We have no idea what that's going to look that's like. That's true. What 
or who do you think gets the who who gets the other three roses between Zach, Brendan, Riley, Blake, Ivan, Noah, and Bennett? Zach. Zach, I think so too. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Zach gets a hometown. Bennett. Bennett gets a hometown. I do. I think. Whoa. She, yeah. I think I think you might be right, but that's a okay. And who else? Then you've got Ivan there. You've got Brendan. Is it Ivan or Brendan? I know it's hard. I think she might end up choosing. My heart hopes she chooses Ivan, but I mean Ivan would be the purest heart she could choose. I mean that if you want to talk about just a pure hometown experience, you know you're going to get it with Ivan. If you go with Brendan, you have to deal with, well, he's done this before and I'm going to get mm. some heat for it. Gotcha. I thought you were going to go down the Boston route and just like Plus have to Ivan deal with some assholes. I just going to deal with some assholes. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's tough. It's a tough call. I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to say she's taking a chance on Zach. She's taking a chance on Ben. I'm going to go with Ivan and Bennett and Zach. Ivan, Bennett, Zach, Ben get the hometowns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Blake's not getting one. I don't think Riley's getting one. Blake's not getting one. He's international. It's too hard. Again, we don't know. They're not leaving. I know. I know. I'm just just saying. They're not leaving the La Quinta. Okay. I think I'm it's Blake. It's shocking that he's still around. Yeah, I think you're right. I think those are the four. Tiff, Tiff Stradamus has spoken again. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that'll be a bit next time. Last question. Does Bennett now own the La Quinta? And is that how he stuck around? <laughs> so and just did he... for reference, when when he shows up at Tasha's El Presidente suite, we after she's finished with her group date, uh, I made the joke that he has now purchased the La Quinta yep. and he's going to evict everyone. Yeah, he's just, he's, he sits down, Tasha. Um, so I have to tell you something. I They over, drove me last around night, to the other side. Turns out this place is for sale. Yeah, I was, yep, I was on Zillow. And <laughs> as <laughs> saw, we all are when we're traveling. As we all are. I really, I really enjoyed this place and I felt like I could live here, I think. And now I do. And, uh, you have 24 hours to get you and your boy toys the fuck off my property. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. that would have been um that, that would have been a great way to that end. That would have been an excellent mic drop of the season. Uh-huh. I own this place. I now I've purchased the like, yeah. it reminds me of like the opening sequence of Crazy Rich Asians. Which I don't know if you actually watched, but I have a, seen it. It's a great a, movie. I don't remember the opening sequence though. There's a there's a scene when he, when he's small and his parents oh at the hotel yeah That's right. and they're at the hotel and it's raining and they won't give them a room because they're Asian and she's like makes a phone call and then they buy the hotel. That's right. And it's just such a baller move. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> kind of like what I imagined, you know, in the Hollywoodized fiction way. That could be a, a possible narrative for Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> I now I own, own the La Quinta. Yep. Yep. Oh, and the small prince says that um, any of you who stay here beyond 24 hours will now work here for me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be on the grounds crew. How would you like to mow my lawn? All right. We have derailed. 
Um, all right. Well, next week we have two episodes. We will not be podcasting twice. I can tell you that much. We will podcast once. It will be on Tuesday after we watch both episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and until then, thanks for listening. And we will talk at you next week. Good night, everybody. Good night.